Hey, Adam. Yes. What's your routine like? Okay, so I get up at about 5.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I make some eggs. Mm. I make some salad, actually. I like mm. a morning salad. Yeah. Uh, I head downstairs. Wait, wait, hold on. I was asking about your practice routine. Oh. Yeah. I don't really know. Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music, advice, and inspiration coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com for all of your jazz music lesson needs today, Peter. We are talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. That's right, AI. We are talking about yes. Practice. You're already practicing. I'm yeah. practicing. Noodles McGee is back. <laughs> Noodles. Noodles Malone. I'm getting hungry for a little Poodles. for a little smack ramen. And you know what? I'm feeling so confident in the knowledge I'm about to drop. I'm about to smack you down with yeah, knowledge, don't audience. Don't put smack in your ramen. <laughs> That'll just make it crazy. No, you know, I remember this back in the 80s. Okay. okay let's, I'm going to take you back to a time. Here when, we go. When young Peter was a burgeoning teenager. Okay. And you were but a non non burgeoning teenager was, you were you were a single single digits the kid. and there was those little packets of ramen and some of them were called snack ramen but some were called smock or smack ramen those are still around the ramen. but do they still misspell it with the sm oh smock. i don't know i don't know about that smack ramen yeah, that's smack. hilarious that's awesome little little factoid tell you little, but that's not what we're talking about today is it are what? we here to talk about we're here to talk about. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice, not a game, <laughs> not a not game, a game. Nope, not a game, not a game, not a soup. We're talking about <laughs> practice. That's yeah, true. that's right. So, yes, we're talking about a practice, specifically a practice routine and how to organize your practice routine. And this was actually a request. I just threw out a little thing on Twitter. You know about Twitter? Twitter? I know yes. about Twitter, but I don't know about Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter is a is new that, thing I've developed. The it's, British Twitter? What yeah, British. Yeah. Britta, it's um no i just said you know and look hit me Twitter. up yeah Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> i'm from uh, roxbury i don't know what i'm talking about oh boy okay lincolnshire Apolo lincolnshire Apo apologies i'm to, from worcestershire oh many apologies to our uk <laughs> listeners i'm from worcestershire where sauces are available no so this i just threw it out on twitter that um we're doing some podcasts today as we do and if you have any requests hey when's that going to start and right now <laughs> well they said can you talk about can you and adam because they were added me i'm at i am peter martin if you want to hit me up on i'm twitter. at nothing right now yeah we're gonna get you on twitter man Don't I, be scared. I was on twitter i didn't you're on enjoy tiktok it. you're on all that other stuff aren't not you? really i didn't I'm, not really no, not quite well um anyway so somebody and i apologize for forgetting who it was now uh, I got a couple of nice requests, but this one really jumped out to me. How to organize your practice routine. Because we love talking about practice. We do. And I think both of us probably, not to speak for you, but I would just say for myself, I've, I'm very routine-oriented. And then over the last year and a half or so, I've become even more routine-oriented, being home more during the pandemic. Totally. But actually enjoying it and really th been thinking about it. We're talking about it all the time amongst ourselves, like different routines and you know how we can use them to help our own development with music and other things with our children um, and with our students. And it's a really exciting thing for us because as we start to organize these things, I do think it's one of the most helpful uh, areas we can 
you know, impart upon our students and listeners. Totally. I find a routine to be crucial, just crucial for yeah. my entire life, actually, yeah. for, for my yeah. whole day. I mean, what do we do on Mondays? We do podcasting. That's right. Every Monday. That's right. We wouldn't do it if we didn't have a routine. That's it right. It would never get done. If it was just That's like, right. hey, let's 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 text this week and maybe do a podcast. Right. It would never happen. And right now we're like we're sort of gliding over into dinner time, but we're a little bit late starting, but we're still doing this because we have a routine. That's right. We got to. We put done. the roux. <laughs> just like with a gumbo needs roux. And we the put soup. the yeah. we put the roux in the teen. Okay. Put the roux in the teen. <laughs> right. All right, so let's talk about this. How to organize your practice routine, okay? Yep. Can I throw Can I throw one idea out first? Do it. Okay. Make it routine. That seems obvious in the name. <laughs> it is. But what does routine mean, actually? It means regular. It, it means, means regular, yeah. But like a regular sequence of events. It's like a pattern. Right. It's like a thing. A pattern is something that you get going, and then it sounds it, it sounds or feels normal, just like when in your playing. If you start a pattern, then you change it or whatever. And so, having a regular sequence of events that occur, and, and I'm going to recommend specifically the beginning of your practice routine. Having that routine built yeah. in yeah, yeah. is so important because it gets you into it. It gets you over that hump of like, oh, what am I going to practice? Oh, I'm confused. Do I want to do this? Like, you know, dis, uh, decision making, indecision. And, you know, confusion and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes a routine is just like that's what you do. And if you think about other parts of your life, like you said, if you come downstairs and your routine is to make eggs or make a salad, and especially if it's like a healthy routine, that's just sort of what you do. It's not difficult anymore because that's what your routine is. Totally. And then you know what it does? It creates a bit of a psychological transition time, right? Yes. Where you can go from the stress and the lists of endless things that we have to do things that are bothering us or people that yes. are bothering us. And we can then just sit down and be with what we want to be with at that time, which is the music. For me, my practice routine, especially the last couple of months, starts with uh, silence, stillness, actually. Sit, like I'll sit down at the piano and I'll, and this has come from, from watching Fred Hirsch's amazing course here on Studio Thoughts and Experiments. I'll sit down at the piano and I'll p position my, myself in a comfortable and solid way, my posture. And you'll start doing this, noodling? No noodles. No, no, no noodles, no. Oh, okay, sorry. No. Uh, a little shoegaze noodles. <laughs> Shootles. <laughs> Shootles. No, what I'll do it's is... a new breakfast cereal yeah. from General Mills. <laughs> Shootles. Now, would that be something you might be Definitely. interested in? Yes. Uh, no, I'll sit down, and you know what? So I'll do, uh, I'll just do a brief, like, 10 seconds of silence. I'll take a couple, yeah. like, I mean, it's like what you would do in a meditation practice, too, where just the first couple of breaths are nice and deep and long and, and, and forced. Like it's intentional. Yeah. Just like setting an intention for your practice a little bit and just being still for a few moments, yeah. right? Just not doing something for just a couple of moments. And then, and that's I'm, the first, that's like the num. that's the first part of your routine. That's the first part of routine. Oh, so great. And then I come out of that and maybe I'll start with some scale work or something technical, but I have that little buffer, that's right? So where I'm not doing anything. Yeah. That's so great. That's that's worth the price of this podcast alone right Which there. Is free, <laughs> by the way. No, but I mean that's like and look, ten seconds is a long time in this day and age, actually. I would check a lot of people are like, Oh, if I'm gonna meditate, I'm gonna do ten minutes. No, you're not. You're not going to not really meditating. I mean, you could build up to that. It takes a but, while. But you don't necessarily that. need that at the beginning of a practice routine. I think the 10, this kind of 10 seconds you're talking about, if done correctly, will feel like a minute. So I, this actually came out of a really interesting book called Mindful Eating about eating your food with like your attention on your food, which hardly yeah. ever happens. Usually when we're eating, we're watching TV. Right. Or you're having a conversation, which can be cool. 
um, you know, in a, in a social setting, but how often do you actually like take the time to like be aware of the weight of your fork right? or like, you know, what it is you're actually eating, the colors of what you're eating, yeah. right? So it, the, the author of the book uh, asks you to just take one deep breath before you eat your meal, right? Yeah. So that you can actually just kind of like realize, oh, like I'm about to eat like yeah. instead of just shoving stuff down your hole, which is what I usually like right, to right. do, right? So it could be when it works this way. It's just one deep breath. Ten yeah. seconds is it's not even a deep breath. It's but like, I think it's such a great centering thing totally. to, for for not just that moment and the next thing that happens, but for all this stuff you're doing. Because I think even what you're talking about too is reminding me of something that I've really been recently trying to reincorporate into my practice routine, which is like make sure that you enjoy as you go through this routine each of the each each parts of it. Even the hard parts, you know, and we're going to talk about that later, but it's like, don't just make it a routine where you're like, oh, these are just steps I have to go through. Yeah. You know, like you're baking a cake. It's like, it's not just about the cake in the end and shoving it in your mouth. It's like, you know, the flour. How does it feel on your hand? Oh, wait, wait, are you supposed to put it on your hands when? I don't know. Well, it gets on your hands. Okay, yeah. You never baked anything before? (laughs) No, I haven't. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen chefs where they're like enjoying it. It's like a tactile thing. And it's not just about let me get the cake and get the money to sell it. It's like give yourself permission to enjoy every part of it. And it starts with those 10 seconds. Even the challenging things. Yeah. Especially the challenging things. If you frame it like, again, we were just talking, you know, about framing things, right? If, If you frame it like you are like it's challenging and therefore it's not enjoyable yeah then that's going to be tough yeah right? or if you frame if we frame your session like everything's going to be fun to play and feel great no. that's going to suck it's well you could do like that, that but you're not going to progress it's you're like not, you're not going to make any progress no and you're going to you're not because you're only going to do things that feel good right right if you frame it like okay there are going to be things that are going to feel natural and easy and then they're going to be things that are going to be challenging but that's i'm going to really lean into that yes kind of a stoic approach Absolutely. in terms of like um going through okay so let's talk about how do we the meditate the the 10 seconds is a great thing how do we make a, this regular sequence sequence go along and kind of set us set ourselves up for success set ourselves sorry i gotta talk set ourselves up for success like what's what's some stuff we can do with that for the actual sequence yeah so we so i start with uh uh no distractions Ah, right. That's like a huge one to do. Uh, And again, you know, going back to like eating and and we're always kind of distracting ourselves as we're eating or whatever, like on our phone as we're eating dinner or whatever. Yeah. Like it's the same thing with practicing, like set the intention that I'm going to leave my phone in the other room. Yeah. I'm not going to have a TV on in the background. Uh Right. I'm really going to like concentrate on what I'm here to concentrate on, which is practicing the piano. And when I notice myself getting distracted, uh, I'm going to bring my awareness back to the task at hand, which is playing. And then, you know, really not checking your phone. I got to say that like a That's few more times. That's the biggest possible distraction. Totally. Like turn off your notifications, which you should have off anyway. But, anyway. but at least like sometimes I'll leave my phone upstairs and I'll go downstairs yeah. to practice. I mean, not even sometimes, a lot of times. I'll leave my phone upstairs, go downstairs to practice, then go get it, you know, when I'm done. I almost think that that's a requirement in this day and age to be able to. Totally. Well, first of all, it just makes it so much more fun. I mean, the phones are great. We all have fun, whatever. But if you don't give yourself a break from it, it's like French, French fries are great. You're going to eat those all day. You're going to be dead in a couple years yeah yeah but i mean um i think the no distractions thing is great too because there's only so much we can control like so like you mentioned like if you do get distracted because even if you have the perfect environment something's gonna happen you know so be expecting that 
but how quickly can you get back to the task at hand? And then we should also, um, what I like to do too, is to include some time for breaks and for rests. And then also with that, yeah. no phones in those breaks. <laughs> yeah, rests. that's not a break if you're going to check your like, phone. Like uh, stillness and silence can be so powerful for yeah. just a couple of minutes as you're practicing, as we're doing all this crazy, you know, you're practicing like Coltrane changes, right? Giant steps, right? Oh, There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of mental energy that's being and physical and physical energy yeah. that's being expelled as you're doing that. So when you take your break, go get a glass of water, sit in a chair, like check your Twitter feed. Maybe do not check your phone. <laughs> okay, do sorry. not check your phone. No, you. Here's what. Here's what happens. What if they're checking for practice tips from us? No, that's okay. no, no, no. <laughs> Save it for later. Here's what happens. You check your phone on your five minute break, and your five minute break is now an hour long. Right. And now you don't have time to finish your practice session. Right. Just don't bring your phone down. There. So, so great. So my daughter has a great thing. Like she checks herself continually. And if she feels like there's any of the apps, like social media apps, um, are distracting to her, she removes the app from her phone. Me too. So, I, yeah. So I asked her, I was like, so you're off Instagram? She's like, no, no, I still do. But she's like, but if I want to look at it, I got to reload it, put my password in. She, she like requires you put the password. She's yeah. like, it's kind of a drag. By the time I start doing that, I'm like, ah, I don't really want to look at it anymore. I, I, I do that with, <laughs> with uh, I do have a TikTok account. Uh -huh. I don't do anything on it, but I don't have it on my phone. But I still go on there a couple times a week. Yeah. Exactly with that. I have to reload <laughs> it. I have to re-enter whatever. Because the first time I downloaded it, I was on it for about 10 minutes and I looked up and I, I actually been on it for about four hours. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> like, crazy. Holy it's smokes. Crack. It's, it's, it's phone crack. crack. Anyway. Uh, so don't uh, don't forget to include some some dedicated time for a little bit of a break in your practice routine yeah. without your phone. And it's important, too, for the break, because like some like, you know, like you're saying, you know, if you're like. And you're like, you know, you're practicing the soul that you learned or you're just yeah you're just like thrashing especially that kind of stuff. when you take that break and maybe segue to some other practice or maybe you're gonna come back to it but you're just gonna take a break silence is so important because absolutely that gives your your brain and your ears and your mind a chance to absorb like what you just did it's like going to the gym everybody thinks oh i'm in the gym building up my muscles no it's the it's the eight hours after when your muscles are starting to respond to that and yeah. getting a chance it doesn't happen right away it happens when you're still actually same thing with especially really intense kind of music things you got to give yourself the, the, your mind if you're continually moving right on to everything else and sometimes this can be like quick like one minute or something absolutely but you got to have some silence well you know and you know what i like to do too in my studio is to keep like so i subscribe to uh downbeat um, magazine, uh -huh. jazz is magazine, couple jazz magazines. Really? Also, I have some uh, jazz know, magazine. It's for it's for our work here at Open Studio. Okay, cool. <laughs> want to keep up with the times. Yeah, but uh, I also oh, have jazz times. I love that one. Jazz times, yeah. good one too. Uh, no, but also keep like you know, uh, I have my favorite sort of orchestration books and yeah. arranging books on my coffee table where I take my break. Oh, so that this I dude is classy AF. So I don't. So I can grab like oh, that's kind of like a cool uh, orchestration technique. Oh, yeah, like I'm. I'm kind of, I'm still taking a break. I'm not thinking about giant steps, but I'm still kind of in the game. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm still like, or I'm like, oh, Ron Miles has a new album out or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, it's still kind of in it. Yeah, that. that's really good. Cool. Man, this was so much fun. This was awesome. So this was more, you know, the question probably was more about like the specific things to practice. We've covered that a lot before. 
Um, and we'll talk about that some more in future things. But I think that this little bit higher level of like, you know, all this stuff, people know, like a lot of it, it's, it's, it's addition by subtraction too. like, don't have a list of 30 things that yeah. you're going to try to accomplish. You ain't going to do that. Yeah. You technique, know? ear training, repertoire. You're good to go. Yeah. Like I would say maximum of five areas. If you have like some time to practice, you know, totally. um, but, but really, you know, as opposed to thinking about what you have to do, think about, you know, putting in some spaces, some real mindfulness some thoughtfulness. Love it. Yeah. I caught you out with that oh, one, that's buddy. Our new, that's our new, that, you know what that signifies? What? That we're going to another segment, a it more does. commercial segment, a more yeah. promotional Yeah, I wanted section. to ask you a question, Peter. Yes. Uh, what if I have like two open studio courses already? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I want to get like four more. Should I just go buy those individual courses? Or is there some yes. kind of... Pass. Well, let me, I got a question for you okay. before I can answer. Yeah. Do you have a rich auntie or uncle? No, I don't. Do you have a sugar daddy or I, sugar mommy? I wish. No, I don't. Are you independently wealthy? I am Do not. you have a trust fund? Are you a blue blood with a trust fund? Man, I wish, but no. Okay, so if you answer no to all those, then what you're going to want to do is get either the piano access pass, yeah. the bass access pass, or Open Studio Pro if you want the whole enchilada. That's everything. That's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason is, is because then you become, a, first of all, you get access to everything that you're going to need, totally. depending upon your, you know, your instrument. Um, but you're going to get access to like all of our great live events. Absolutely. Like we just had Orrin Evans do a masterclass for all of our members live. That's right. And you get a chance to even be able to play in front of people like Fred Hirsch and Orrin Evans. Um, you get access to our courses Emmett before Cohen. everybody else yeah. does as well. Yeah. You get early access. Uh, but most important, you're part of the Open Studio community, you know. And so no problem buying a course here or there. But once you're ready to up your game, join us for a membership. And you save a bunch of money. You save a ton of money. If yeah. you've already gotten a few Open Studio courses, which I know a lot of you have, and you just want our regular output, which is quite a lot of courses and quite a lot of material beyond even the courses, like yep. live events and stuff like that, uh, just give the piano access pass a shout out. Give a give the all access pass a try. We have so many different ways to uh, become a member. All our subscriptions have a 30 day no questions asked. I mean, well, we ask you one question if you if you want your money back. What the hell wrong with you? <laughs> no, we don't ask that. No questions asked. So for 30 days, we will gladly look. Th these are these subscriptions are not for everybody. But you know, if you don't like it, we give you your money back. It's all good. Well, thanks everybody. Until next time, you'll hear it.